0: There's a reason that we're the king of the jungle, and you're not. You're a squeaky, yelping dog that stinks, <laughs> and that's what's going to happen with you. We have formed a bond like no other, and no one can break what we have created. From the ashes of the Fight Media Network and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power. This is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. There is no poison, no creation, misfortunes of billionaires you
1: laugh you laugh when i tell you to laugh that's when you laugh hello everyone and welcome to ring of tyranny i am alan johns and you are listening to the only hashtag wrestlecast in the hashtag wrestlecast nation hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself we thank you for joining the show uh there's a lot to talk about this week um, there's a lot to say, a lot to take apart, a lot to look forward to, and a lot to look back on in anger, perhaps, but we're going to look at it one way or another, and we, we welcome you, uh, to the show. A uh, little bit different on the show tonight, a little bit of a different recording. I apologize if the audio, uh, quality is noticeably worse. Uh, Perhaps it's noticeably better, and if it's noticeably better, I apologize for the audio quality of the past uh, almost a year. We've almost been going for a year here. We're going to make it a year in August, so I guess we've been going for about two-thirds of a year. We've still got a little ways to go, about three months. We've got uh, a couple days until Money in the Bank. I would imagine we have about a day until Dweebus, a.k.a. Skinner, a.k.a. Christian Cage, a.k.a. Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Consequences Creed, a.k.a. Ernest the Cat Miller, a.k.a. uh, Black Rain, a.k.a the Cowboy James Storm, a.k.a. the space alien that interferes with this show, who destroyed my previous show, Data Fight. I was, of course, CEO slash Emperor of the Data Fight Media Network slash Empire, which was a widespread truth-telling movement that I am no longer a part of, because as we said, the alien known as Zweebus, who once pretended to be a skinhead that had amassed an insurgent group of rival truth-tellers, whatever that means, against me, and took down my operation. He stole my voice for two years, Uh, but when... When the voice came back, my wife and I decided it would be okay for me to return to broadcasting in spite of Dweebus, the space alien previously known as Skinner. in spite of him, I would return to broadcasting because I'm a born broadcaster. I've got it in my blood. I've got it in my bones. I'm a third-generation broadcaster, first-generation podcaster, Alan Johns, and we welcome you to the show. This is the show. Dweebus, of course, will be interfering with our RSS feed uh, in the next couple days with his Money in the Bank predictions. You can be sure of that. Uh, he's promised as much. He's promised he's going to be... Ah, uh, bringing us those prediction shows, as he has become quite the fan of WWE uh, since listening to this show. So at least WWE can go can know that. Uh, they can go to sleep at night in the comfort of knowing that they at least have a fan and a space alien from somewhere in outer space. I have no idea where Dweebus is from. Dweebus, of course, is the space alien that has the capability to contact us, where as far as we know from NASA and our government's announcements, we don't have the capability to contact a space alien such as him. But as has been covered in previous episodes of the podcast, Dweebus the space alien that may have the advanced capability to contact us while we may not have the capability to contact a space alien such as himself, well, uh, they don't have the capability to Google uh, whatever the history of their world is. They did not progress to a point where they have the capability to uh, Google such things as memes. Names that Dweebus wants. Dweebus wants an Earth name. Dweebus um, has basically confirmed that he looks like Pentagon Jr., which is something I suspected after having a number of nightmares uh, where that scenario played out. I mean, Dweebus visited me in my nightmares uh, in the form of Pentagon Jr., which he explained was his true form, which was absolutely terrifying. And Dweebus, over uh, the two-thirds of a year that we've been doing this podcast, has become quite the fan of WWE. And it makes perfect sense, doesn't it, with what's been happening with, with Bray Wyatt. Now, Dweebus doesn't have the technology to Google uh, previous uh, wrestlers from TNA's names. That's why he keeps assuming the names of previous TNA wrestlers. Dweebus, if you're listening, and I know you are, uh, James the Cowboy Storm is, uh, West strike five or six. He's another wrestler, pretty famous Wrestler from TNA, I mean, he wrestled in WWE for a little bit under NXT, but anyway, I guess Dweebus isn't that advanced, he's what you could call a wrestling poser, you could call me the same thing, but... uh you know, at least I have the ability to Google and not make a, a fool out of myself in front of in front of thousands, if not millions of listeners. So uh, Dweebus will most certainly be bringing you his Money in the Bank's predictions later this week. They will almost certainly be terrible. Uh, we don't really have a mail bucket uh, to read from today. It's going to be kind of a short show, I imagine. But I did want to put up a podcast. So basically, Dweebus and uh, whoever else uh, interested in WWE news—I mean, the, the, as we say, as we mentioned last week—the coverage of WWE on this show will likely be decreased uh, dramatically in the coming weeks. I can't spend uh, hours of my time watching WWE. I've just learned uh, this week that I'm going to be a grandfather. Uh, so, you know, feel free to congratulate me there If you want to send your emails to Tyranny at gmail.com That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com Feel free to send your emails uh, Congratulating me on my grandfatherhood This will be my first But uh, regardless, I'm not getting paid to watch WWE I'm not getting paid uh, to figure out what to follow the storylines and yes, with the wild card, uh, wild card scenario, Vince has, uh, kind of offshot the storyline to where, um, basically anything can happen. Uh, the storyline promises that anything can happen. so... This is the, the wild card storyline, right? The wild card storyline is perfectly indicative of everything that's wrong with WWE right now. It's, it's lazy. Because literally anything can happen with a wild card. A wild card is supposed to be like infinite possibilities, and you're going to probably get the craziest one. But what we get instead is one hour of uh, writing of production replicated for five hours a week on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, things happened, but... Nothing's really been built and nothing's really paying off here. If anything, you had four weeks of Bray Wyatt and he finally revealed his scary mask, which was perfectly scary and... Uh, the lead up, the segments. I, I like the segments, the Firefly Funhouse. I didn't like the last one with the kids, but the kids were gone this week, so that was a a bit of an improvement. And Bray revealed his secret, which is a secret scary clown mask with the big uh you know, a mouth line that goes up above the ears and all that. And uh it's pretty scary stuff, but uh Bray Wyatt being the only good thing on the, I mean, he's not the only good thing on the show, and I like the Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan our tag team, it's just that you can't keep up with five hours of it, it's easier, you know, I mean, there's TLDR, Too Long Didn't Raw, on YouTube, where the action figures act act out the show in about 10 to 15 minutes every week, and even that, That saves so much time, so much time that I could be reading, so much time that I could be uh, training, you know, uh, uh, training, learning a musical instrument, learning a foreign language. I could be learning a foreign language. I could be doing just about anything. But what most likely is going to happen in the coming months Is that anything is going to turn into, which right now it's five hours of WWE, if not six or seven with NXT or 205 Live. Then it's an hour of MLW. Then it's 45 minutes about of uh, being the elite in the road to double or nothing. And then it's whatever I catch on Pluto TV of AAA channel or Pluto TV channel. But that's all fine. It's really the five hours of guaranteed WWE viewing that I'm going to have to do every week that's turned into a taxing kind of kind of job in a hole where I could be making some income you know i tell you to go to patreon.com/ringoftyranny r uh, i n g o f t y r a n n y go ahead go over there and become our first patron because i've had the thing up for a couple months now and we don't have any patrons on patreon so go ahead, go over to Patreon and become the first patron, because like I said, I'm not getting paid to watch WWE, so I don't think I can do five hours a week of WWE coverage anymore, and I'm 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 kind of sad to say it, because I know you guys come here for the very best in, in professional wrestling news and opinion and coverage, and I know it's going to disappoint uh, Dweebus out there in outer space more than anyone, and that's upsetting. And I hope he doesn't go too crazy with the interference. And if you've heard the drums and the, the drum blops and bleeps and bloops and sound effects in the background during this little intro, well, those are, of course, the noises produced by the algorithm created by ex- our executive producer, Bernie Presito, who worked tirelessly to create an algorithm that would counteract uh, the interference of the space alien dweebus on this show. He just can't seem to stop. But maybe he'll stop because uh, well, I don't know how we're going to cover WWE anymore. We'll bring up the big stuff. Big stuff this week, I I don't even know. Roman Reigns showed up with the Usos. That was pretty big. The Big Dogs. Maybe that could be their name. Eric Rowan and uh, Dan O'Brien, the new Dan O'Brien, are tag champions. I think they should call themselves THC, the hemp the Hemp champions, the hemp champions, once they change those tag belts to hemp belts. I think they already are the champions. I think Shane McMahon just awarded it to them. Roman Reigns was on both shows. The Miz fought Shane on both shows, which I think happened last week. Becky Lynch was battling messing around. Charlotte and, uh, and Lacey Evans on both shows. And, yeah, some good things happened here and there, but it's five hours of stuff. And the money in the bank this weekend is going to be five hours out of my Sunday. You know, and, and, and yeah, I'm not doing a whole lot. I'm helping out here and there My or where we are. My daughter's organic farming operation somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. But, you know. These days, hours uh, are becoming as valuable as water. Anyway, let's shake this up a little bit. I'm sorry for bringing things down so bad, but we're going to lower the coverage of WWE. I apologize to Weebus. Go ahead and submit your Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view predictions, your SummerSlams, whatever. Fill up the channel, because we're going to have a little bit less to talk about, but we're still going to be covering MLW Fusion and the good stuff. So um, We got this segment for you here. Uh, it's uh, a movie review segment. And... Uh, we're, uh, we'll, we'll be putting that up for you here in just a second. Uh, it's going to be hosted by the executive producer Bernie Presito. And here it is, uh, the segment Bernie's, uh, Bernie's Pick Thanks, Alan.
0: Welcome, everyone, to Bernie's Pick Uh, we'd like to, um,
1: this is the movie review segment on uh, Ring of Tyranny, the podcast you're listening to, and of which I am executive producer. And today we're going to be reviewing, um, well, really, uh, I want to let you know. So Alan, you might have seen this on Twitter, but Alan and I uh, have decided to explore the filmography of Brother to Donnie Wahlberg and uh, daughter of alma walberg mark walberg and uh this kind of came about because i've been watching a lot of Walbergers on pluto tv there's now a 24-hour Walbergers channel on pluto tv and i've been watching a lot of that um and it's pretty great like that's a great show uh the walberg's pretty cool pretty funny people they're cool people you kind of get to see some of the Uh, friends that Mark Wahlberg has that uh, the characters in Entourage were based on. Like, there's a real-life turtle named Nacho Extreme, and there's a real-life Johnny Drama named Johnny Drama, and I think I saw the guy that was E when they went to Chinatown to read Johnny Drama's Fortune, and that was on Wahlbergers. But in the coming weeks, we're going to be reviewing uh, Patriot's Day, Deepwater Horizon, uh, The Timberland Planet of the Apes, if I can find it, uh, you know... um, Ted, uh Ted 2 maybe a couple Transformers. Who knows? But Mark Wahlberg, that's what we have to look forward to, the filmography of Mark Wahlberg, and uh congratulations wrestling, um, for getting a new uh a new breath of life. Back to you, Alan. Well, thanks, Bernie. Thank you for that uh, update, I guess. The first time you've done a, a review segment without actually reviewing anything. I like Mark Wahlberg. Uh, good enough. He's pretty good in a couple movies. Uh, Fear, where he's pounding on his chest. That was pretty great. Boogie Nights, of course. Uh, you know, that's that's the picture that made him big. Uh, no pun intended. And... Uh, the happening remember the happening he was he was perfectly terrible in that anyway uh, i look forward to that so i like Wahlburgers. I, I look forward that's gonna be great that's gonna be great so stay stay with us folks if you want to uh, hear some reviews of mark Wahlberg movies over the coming weeks we'll be having more of those and and like i said we'll be talking mlw fusion we'll be talking aew let's talk aew because now aew has a tv show and aew has double or nothing coming up on uh on may 26th i Believe. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to order the show. It's kind of a bit pricey. Uh, Times are getting a little tight over here at the somewhere in Texas Ranch. And, uh, you know, it's just very exciting. It's very exciting that AEW has announced they're going to have a TV show on TNT. That's a huge network. That was the network that hosted WCW. And a lot of people want to say, you know, kind of uh, play it down already and say, uh, you know, this is just WCW 2, blah, blah. Why would you downplay something like this? Uh, Why would you downplay something like this? These are mostly the same people on Twitter that complain about the quality of WWE, or definitely if they weren't complaining about the quality of WWE before, complaining about the quality now. I don't think the quality of WWE should surprise anybody. They had to get a lifeline by selling most of the company to Saudi Arabia, or at least selling, uh, you know... Selling their dignity to Saudi Arabia. They had to... um, They've gobbled up all the talent around um, greedily. Uh, They You know, we had about 200 unused wrestlers this week on the WWE show. 200 of the best wrestlers in the world. Not even used on any WWE TV show this week. While Roman Reigns, Shane, The Miz, and a bunch of other wrestlers were on twice. I mean, they literally show the Bray Wyatt segment uh, unedited twice. Just... Uh, repeated twice a week for about a month now and that takes up yeah it's just It seems lazy. And if it's not going to result in some storyline where Triple H takes the company from Vince, if they can't see that that's such an obvious way to go with it, and, you know, knowing WWE Bruce Pritchard had just asked to mention it, he hasn't said anything yet. He's just going to say something about it, and then they'll go, oh, yeah, that's what we should do. So that Vince can get out and run the XFL, which apparently, I mean, ever since he announced that thing and started quote-unquote, running the XFL or running the launch, I mean... The quality of WWE's flagship Raw and SmackDown shows has gone down, and I've been watching MLW Fusion. I still think that's the best show on TV. I think that's the bar that AEW is going to have to beat. Impact is good, but I, I think MLW Fusion takes the cake. Now you got Jim Cornette on commentary; it's kind of unbeatable. Jacob Fatu is amazing. I mean, you got to see Jacob Fatu if there's a, if there's anything you're going to do. I I would like to watch Ring of Honor if hear that Brody King is back on his feet and doing some crazy stuff. I'd like to see that Brody King's one of the greats going right. Now, Uh, But, you know, MLW Fusion's got the Hammerstone. It's got the Teddy Hart. We played a little clip of him. He's the best wrestler in the game right now. So really, it's MLW Fusion and AEW for me. We're going to be keeping up with being the elite and uh, Road to Double or Nothing. We keep up with Impact as we can Um, as we catch it on Twitch. I still like Impact, but I spent, man, I I can't keep up with the pay-per-views anyway. But we'll still do our best to bring you the best in news and opinion. Anyway, AEW announced, uh, you know, they have a deal with TNT. So the Road to Double or Nothing episode was basically just a quick video of Cody thanking everyone uh, for their support. And uh, being the elite, uh, well, being the elite had some good stuff. He had the Bucs uh, offering this uh, this referee. They know a job. I didn't know the referee. Um, you know, Hangman Adam Page had his, uh, his uh, training for a full gear challenge. A Double or Nothing segment, which is always really good. That was really funny. There was some funny stuff. We had Peter Avalon threatening. uh, You know, he was a little upset when he found out there was another librarian. And he told the Bucks, And uh, the Bucks were like, well, you could go sit around and collect a paycheck instead of doing anything on TV. And Peter Avalon said, it's okay, I'll go. But, you know, what we kind of covered in the WrestleSpiracies last week. I mean, let's look at this from a bird's eye view. This is uh the the spirit of Dusty Rhodes, the spirit of the American dream, rising from the ashes, a Phoenix in the TNT on fire, and he's rising from the ashes. It's gotta show uh the people's the people's jam, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. The American Dream is here, ladies and gentlemen, and uh I just don't understand some of the downplaying. We get some downplaying of of, of AEW and what they're doing. You kind of have, you have uh, Vance sympathizers. And I understand, you know, I understand Avengers Endgame and Star Wars and all this stuff is the most popular stuff in the world. And it's all owned and run by Disney. I understand. We love big, big powerful, the most powerful right now. But if corporations are people, then these people, these companies, these wrestling promotions, these different promotions, are basically wrestlers in a, in a ring of commerce, a ring of tyranny. But who are you going to put? Who, who are you going to put your bets on? I mean, the WWE gobbled up WCW. They gobbled up ECW. They gobbled up the competition. They ran fake invasion angles and got bored with them faster than they started them, and they went nowhere. So unless this is all gonna work out that Vince started, you know, giving Tony Khan money from the start, and it's all big a big elaborate hoax with Chris Jericho, you know, you know Chris Jericho is close with Vince, and that's either a either a major dagger in in the king's side of betrayal, or, you know, a secret handshake in the dark between two cronies. But uh, the logical thing is that Vince isn't doing this. That th- Vince, is, uh, uh, Vince is so controlling that he hired a bunch of writers after Vince Russo was successful in the late 90s. And Tommy Blacha of the, of the famed 10-minute podcast, one of the greatest podcasts of all time, Tommy Blatcha even wrote when Kurt Angle was first showing up. And that stuff's great in the early 2000s. But oh, ever since the ratings have gone down, Because wrestling never was Star Wars. The WWE has never been Star Wars. It's always been no-holds-barred. But it's also the personification, uh, corporate personhood-wise, of Vince McMahon. The corporate personhood personification of Vince McMahon. AEW is almost the corporate personhood personification of Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, and Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. So let's just call it the personification of the American Dream. And I don't understand anyone who's not going to side with the underdog. Even the $100, $300 million, whatever, that the Jacksonville Jaguars owner gave to his son, Tony Khan. How much money is that in the scheme of things compared to Vince? Compared to what Vince and Triple H and Shane and and Stephanie are stirring up in the cauldron? How much, how much money is that compared to their operation? To the operation Vince has planted in the ground, basically cemented a factory in the ground, a wrestler factory. I mean... For Pete's sake, he's holding 200 of the greatest wrestlers in the world. We're not on the shows this week. They might as well be in cryogenic chambers deep underneath the ground, and Vince is just feeding them through tubes attached to their stomachs or something sick, like from Alien Resurrection. It might as well be some kind of scenario like that, and I don't understand. But I guess it makes sense when when people side with a president worth $10 billion that they'd side with the guy who gobbled up all the competition and made it so that if his wrestling show was bad, wrestling in general was looked at as bad. But now you got the American Dream rising up. And the American Dream was humiliated by the WWE in the 90s. The WWE tried, did everything they could to humiliate the American Dream's son. And to humiliate his other son when his younger son came up. So I like to think the spirit of the American dream is in this AEW. I was kind of a WCW uh, guy. I was watching Nitro until, you know, WWF started really taking off. I, I enjoyed WCW Nitro in the 90s. Who didn't? Who didn't enjoy the NWO? But this isn't gonna be that. This is a next generation of that. And I'm looking forward to it. I like Cody, I like his suits. I like his cane and I like his dog. And I like his friends. And I like his show so far. And I like that we've had this, uh, it might not all be totally, you know, documentary style, but it is almost documentary style of Being the Elite, 151 episode, episodic web series on YouTube leading up to the formation of a wrestling company in the spirit, the personification of the spirit of the American dream. Listen, guys, we get to go along for that ride. We didn't get to go along for the ride when Vince McMahon, you know, took the company out from under his dad. You can listen to that uh, Kings of the Ring podcast where they fictionalize it and change the names. And that's a great podcast. But we didn't get we didn't get a, a first-hand view of that like we're getting here with the Young Bucks and All Elite Wrestling. My, my horse... My horse in this race is a Hangman Adam Page. I I think this guy is great. I've I've loved his promos with the Full Gear Challenge. I've been working out. I joined the Full Gear Challenge. About a month ago, maybe I'm a little late. Maybe I'm not going to be in in Full Gear. I'm going to be in my version of Full Gear. And I'm going to stand in solidarity with, with my horse, the Hangman Adam Page. I like where this is going. It's a breath of fresh air. It's competition. If anything, it'll force Vince to do better. What has Vince done? They set up... This deal with Saudi Arabia that they weren't forthcoming about, that they uh, had one women's pay-per-view. Are they going to have Evolution 2 this year? They haven't said. Just to make up for women not being be, being able to perform there. They do the Saudi Arabia move when I'm trying to cover the company, but this is an ex. I don't truth tell. We don't do truth telling on this show anymore, aka conspiracy theorizing as it's called by some. We don't do truth-telling on this show anymore. That's why we don't talk... That's why we haven't had the flat-earthers... Or the triangle-earthers... Or the square-earthers on this show. But of course... The second we try to stay away from truth-telling... The WWE goes and does something... Like get in bed with Saudi Arabia. And I'm sorry to use such... Colorful language. And I really don't have a problem with it. But it's affecting their product. They're spreading it out... At a time when their product is suffering. And the show is not as good as it could be. It's scatterbrained. It's, uh, there's no point in watching it in real time. AEW is going to be shorter. We're watching it from the start. We've watched it get put together. We're a part of it. We're a part of the personification of the American dream. And I don't see how you're not going to root for the underdog. These are, you know, this is the next generation coming. You complain about Shane. You complain about Stephanie. You complain about Vance. You like Triple H, I guess, unless he's wrestling. In a match. I like them all. But at this point in time... I'm a little more excited. You know. Darth Vader's cool and all. But you didn't like Star Wars. Because Darth Vader... Remained evil. Darth Vader... Turned good at the end. And if... WWE is Darth Vader... And AEW is Luke Skywalker. And I guess Impact is Princess Leia. And MLW Fusion is Han Solo. Hammerstone is Chewbacca. or uh, Maybe Mr. Velvet. I don't see how you can't root for the underdog. The personification of the American dream. AEW. Taken on the big Darth Vader, the evil empire, WWE, that gobbled up everything in its path and made it homogenous and boring. Now, maybe that's a little extreme, but it's... I mean, when you have to answer to shareholders, when you have to edit for, for the bosses, for the dollar, and you're not free to create the, the art that made you popular in the first place, that did more business than that ever could, Because you got too many cooks in the kitchen rather than making a good product, you're worried about keeping people's eyes on it when you should just have the solid faith to know that you're making something good. This is what happens to empires, Roman empires, whatever. They get lazy, they get spread too thin, and they fall apart from within. So, Vance, if you and Hunter and Stephanie didn't the ultimate storyline swerve and actually go through the trouble of doing all this in real life even from starting with episode one of being the elite did you pick it up at one point i highly doubt it so if that's not the case which certainly sounds like a conspiracy theory to me more than any kind of truth tell i would have to say that i'll be voting Or uh, I'll be pulling for the underdog. The personification of the American dream against the personification of the evil empire. Because I, for one, love an underdog story. And that's something WWE, they, they haven't been able to catch, even on accident, in years. That's what they always try to force. But in the bird's eye view, from the background, in the ring of commerce, the ring of tyranny. Right now, it's the personification of the evil empire versus the underdog, the personification of the American dream. Whose side are you on? Ring of Tyranny at gmail.com.
0: Thank you for listening to Ring of Tyranny. The only WrestleCast in the hashtag WrestleCastNation, hosted by an ex-truth-teller such as Alan Johns. Uh, We thank you for listening. We apologize for the alien interference. If you want to support the show, you know, um, maybe up the production budget so we can... Do things like uh, edit in time, or even maybe bring you more episodes, uh, more uh, shows during the week in the future, if possible, or maybe even just kind of a little budget to help fight uh, space alien interference, which, as you know, is a problem with this show. send us an email, ringofturrany at gmail.com. Or go to patreon.com slash tyranny to support. And Alan wants you all to know who loves this little warrior. So thanks for listening to the show and good night. <laughs> <laughs> by my own hand He was tricky, tricky the dragon, deep burger. Tricky, tricky the dragon, deep burger. Tricky, tricky the dragon.